This is the Jason Walker Show. Two-time National Sports Media Association Montana Sportscaster of the Year and three-time loser, the Jason Walker Show. The best local and statewide sports coverage featuring the biggest guests from Montana. Flint Rasmussen uh, joining us here on the Jason Walker Show. It's freaking exhausting, too. You used to dance a lot more. Yeah, I know, lady. I'm 51 years old now. The NAI Hall of Famers, Mike Van Deese joining us here, Jason Walker Show. And is it just a deal where quarterbacks have to be be good golfers? That's all they have time for. They don't work out. They don't lift weights. <laughs> they don't do anything else. They might as well go get on the golf course and at least have some fun. And from across the country. Doug Gottlieb, our guest here on the Jason Walker Show. End of the day, remember, it, it's your show. It's got your name on it. Howie Mandel, our guest here. Jason Walker, deal or no deal? The Jason Walker Show, presented by Helena Accommodations. The Intel Five Star Extended Stay Residences. Visit HelenaAccommodations.com. Broadcasting from the Major Mortgage Man Cave, here's Jason Walker. Oh, happy Monday. It is the Jason Walker Show. The uh, a shortened week today. We will obviously will not have shows tomorrow or Wednesday, but we will be back Thursday and Friday this week. Uh, it's one of those weird weeks, uh, next couple of weeks of holidays and, and, and the, the, the such. So anyway, uh, we are live in the major mortgage man cave, and I uh, gotta turn stuff. I'm still working on, you know, I wish I had a producer, uh, to do all this stuff for me, but it's just me and you, and we're hanging out in the major mortgage man cave, and uh, Jason Walker show presented by Helena Accommodations, the in town five star extended stay residences. Visit HelenaAccommodations.com. All right, so we got a big show coming up today. Uh, we're going to talk to Katie Garson Forba, the head coach of the Capital Girls basketball team. They are off to a 3-0 and start. She will join us here in a little bit. Uh, also going to recap uh, the weekend in high school and uh, the NAI, of course, the FCS playoffs. We'll talk about that in just a second. We have On This Day in History, the walk-off, and a whole lot more coming up here on a Monday inside the Jason Walker Show. Don't forget, you can always watch us live on Facebook.com slash the Jason Walker Show. Also on uh, YouTube, just search the Jason Walker Show there. You can tweet us anytime at Sports at Jason Walker Show, and uh, there you go. Uh, let's see, what else we got going on? Um, oh, TreasureStateRadio.com. We appreciate Emily and the gang over there for uh, carrying our show everywhere. And uh, thank you very much. You can, uh, if you've not gone to Treasure State Radio yet, do it, treasurestateradio.com. But you can also download uh, on the Google Play and uh, also the App Store and uh, email anytime, jasonwalkersports at gmail.com. Now, we have a very, um, we got a lot of stuff going on in the next few weeks. We've got a website coming soon, and uh, that'll be jasonwalkershow.com. It's not up yet. It will be soon, however. Looking forward to getting that going. Uh, also, uh, some just other big news. We've got some great sponsors um, and more coming. So if you want to sponsor this show, you can. You can I think just hang out and donate if you want. But uh, you can also sponsor this show, like I said, uh, anytime. So get a hold of me. Uh, there's a variety of ways. And uh, there you go. All right, so we got a couple of poll questions today. Uh, I think three, actually. So what is uh, the performance of the week uh, according to you, we had some great performances all weekend, and we want to know yours. You can vote on uh, that on the Twitter, at Sports or at Jason Walker Show. You also uh, can vote and tell us your worst. Everybody talks about best Christmas song of all time, best Christmas song. But this time, I want to hear what is your worst Christmas song. In your mind, what is the worst Christmas song of all time? Uh, you can vote on the Facebook, also on the Twitter on that. And while you're at it, tell us your favorite Christmas movie. What's the best of all time? So um, I'll tell you mine a little bit later on in the show, before, and probably in the walk-off before we wrap up. So anyway, uh, if you're just joining us, the Jason Walker Show inside the Major Mortgage Man Cave, presented by Helen Accommodations. And uh, over the weekend, I went 2-1 uh, and one on my predictions. Uh, we'll talk about the NAI championship that went to Morningside. What a great game on Saturday as they beat Marion to win a second straight for the Mustangs. We'll talk about that in a second. Uh, I picked James Madison over Weber, uh, but I did not pick North Dakota State over Montana State because I picked the Bobcats. Um, I let my heart and uh, do the thinking instead of my head. So 
Oh, well, uh, it happens. The Bobcats losing uh, 42 to 14. I told you it was going to be closer than 52 to 10, uh, which was last year's second round playoff game. And it was. It was closer than, uh, than uh, 52 to 10. It was 42 to 14. Uh, tied at seven at one point, and then North Dakota State just went on a blitz. And a couple of big plays really sealed the deal for the Bobcats. When you look at, um, they had a 75-yard touchdown pass from Trey Lance and then a uh, also a, a touchdown run on the very next offensive possession for North Dakota State and of 73 yards. And so it was just a, one of those deals where the Cats could never get caught up. And, you know, Trey Lance and Christian Watson were absolute animals. Think about Trey Lance for a second. He is a redshirt freshman quarterback for the Bison of North Bison, rather of North Dakota State. Um, people get really, really upset if you say the Bison because it's there's no Z. It is the Bison of Great Falls High, North Dakota State. Uh, anyway, uh, so but there were yeah there was a lot of upsetness um, there, and with that. But when you look at what Trey Lance has done. He has over 40 touchdowns combined, both passing and running. He accounted for five touchdowns on Saturday. He has not thrown an interception all year. He has not thrown an interception all year. Can you imagine that? 40-plus touchdowns, and he has not thrown a pick. And he threw some amazing balls on Saturday afternoon out there at Fargo. But, you know, the Bobcats at the end of the day – not good enough. And, you know, Ch- uh, Coach Jeff Choate talked about it. And uh, we hear from him uh, here. Here was his opening statement in the postgame after the 42-14 to loss. Jeff Choate, the fourth-year head coach at Montana State. First of all, uh, I want to congratulate North Dakota State University, Coach Ants. Awesome team, man. I mean, uh, we did not have a lot of answers for some of their explosive players. Number one in particular had a tremendous night and was uh, – a major matchup problem for us, but they, I thought they did a nice job. I mean, I think they diversified their run game a little bit, leaned on their quarterback run game uh, a little bit more early in the game, formationally had some really good things in their game plan. And so I want to tip my hat to them and uh, obviously wish them the best of luck as they go down to Frisco and play for another championship. Uh, with all that being said, I'm tremendously proud of our team to, to take this next step and get into the into the semifinal round. And uh, we've been here twice and we don't have a great taste in our mouth. But uh, I think, uh, as I told these guys last night, you know, um, success has a lot of tests, and one of them is failure. And so uh, we've uh, we've got to, you know, continue to push forward. I know that the the three seniors that are with me up here, they've uh, they've been through a lot with me. We've been through a lot together. I'm so proud of them, and uh, I know that they're going to go on and not allow a game to define who they are as men. Uh, this is that's what this is. Football is a game. And, uh, you know, one of the things we talk about in this program is never allowing a game to define us as men. And um, we're not going to allow setbacks to deter us from our future goals and our aspirations, whether it's what these young men go on to do with their lives or what we uh, continue to do in pushing our football program forward. That is Montana State head coach Jeff Choate talking about the loss uh, on Saturday to North Dakota State. And you mentioned he had three seniors up there. He had Derek Marks, Braden Conkle, and Kevin Cassis, who both, or all three rather, have done an amazing job in rebuilding Montana State. And this is what Choate had to say about all 17 seniors. Resilience. That's the word that I would use. Um, this has been an interesting journey over the last four years. Um, and we went through a stretch where we lost, in, in my first season, we lost six straight Big Sky Conference games. And uh, to to kind of rise from the ashes to a, to a place where um, – I think we deserve to be in consideration on the national stage, but we don't deserve to be in the national championship game yet. And so the, that, that big prize is still out in front of us. Um, but I just think this is a tremendously resilient group of young men who I think really care about each other. And I think that uh, that was on display repeatedly throughout their careers and throughout this season. When you think about the last four years, and, and Coach Chuck talked about it, you know, the first year those guys lost six Big Sky Conference games in a row. And, you know, people were asking, is this the right guy for the job? Well, I think the last couple of years have really proven that, not to mention he's 4-0 against the, the, the rival Grizzlies. But there's bigger games than just the Cat Grizz game. And, and he, you know, he had said it. You know, they're, they're good enough to be on the national stage, but they're not good enough to play in the national championship game yet. And North Dakota State showed that. And we'll have uh, more comments on uh, North Dakota State here in a second from Coach Choate. One thing that was interesting is the last few weeks – you know, going back to the Cat Grizz game, Troy Anderson in street clothes. 
uh, during the Cat Grizz game in the, uh, the end of November. First or second round playoff game in street clothes. Quarterfinal game at home in street clothes. This week, though, or this past Saturday, Troy Anderson warmed up. He got out there. He was in pads. He was suited up. And then he didn't play. And Coach Choate talked about why Troy Anderson did not play. You know, I think if there was an emergency, we could have used him. Um, I just, I, I, I know he really wanted to play today. He really wanted to play. Um, but Troy just hasn't practiced a lot lately. And I just didn't want to put him out in a situation unless it was kind of a desperation situation for us where, um, you know, he maybe wasn't quite 100% ready to go. And so uh, I think it was important for him to, to put those pads on and warm up with his teammates and his brothers. But um, sometimes you got to be the adult and make sure that, you know, you live to fight another day. And I think Troy will be um, one of the more dynamic players in the country a year from now. And he will. I mean, you look at what Troy Anderson has done, the uh, fresh, or the uh, junior now out of uh, Dillon, Montana. But, you know, he, he was freshman of the year and quarterback of the year in the big sky. Uh, he was offensive player of the year uh, his freshman year. Last year, I mean, he won a big award. Uh, for the big sky. I mean, that's just the, the, that's the thing about Troy Anderson is he's so versatile, and it'll be interesting to see what they do with him next year. And obviously, he's in a lot of plays, and his body's getting worn down and, and more worn down. This is there was a time you know we talked about it last year as a quarterback that uh, his sophomore year that you know this is a guy that is the best NFL caliber linebacker in the Big Sky Conference playing quarterback. Well, now he was running the ball this year. Now he was. Uh, in the Wildcat, and got back to playing linebacker, which is big for Troy Anderson, and hopefully that kid is healthy next year for Montana State. Uh, let's go back to North Dakota State for a second. And, you know, Coach Choate had some comments last week that, that people took out of context, I think, a little bit when he talked about, you know, the cost of attendance that, at, you know, North Dakota pays for all these kids in, in North Dakota State as well, the state of North Dakota. And, you know, the, the Montana State and really even Montana a little bit behind the eight ball because – they don't have a full cost of attendance paid. They don't have, you know, Washington Grizzlies is a great stadium. They got the, a lot of great facilities in Missoula. Montana State building Bobcat Stadium. And, you know, they'll start construction, I think, next year on the rest of Bobcat Stadium to kind of get it to, uh, back in play uh, and be one of the upper echelon. You know, it's already a, a great place to play, but, you know, it's been a decade since they put in the Sunny Holland end zone. And, you know, you, and it's not just North Dakota, but you look at, at South Dakota State and South Dakota and their facilities and what they've done upgrading as well. So there's a lot of uh, things that need to be mentioned uh, and, and taken into consideration. And Coach Cho, it's very smart. I, I said people took his context out of uh, comments out of context last week because it's, it's more of a challenge to the Montana University system and uh, also for uh, Bobcat Athletics and Bobcat alumni to step in and, and get some more fundraising and get some more donations. Uh, but, he, you know, they're still way behind North Dakota State a little bit, and here's Coach Cho talking about it. I said this earlier in the week. I think the combination of, you know, the scheme with the talent, you know, you don't want to underestimate the coaching. I mean, they, it's not just that they have great players. They, they do a tremendous job of running the scheme that they have on both sides, really all three phases. And then this environment is challenging as well. And so, you know, I think that's a that's a tough out. I mean, that's one of the reasons why they've been so successful here. And you've got to have a tremendous team to, to beat a team like this in this environment. I mean, that's phenomenal. It's hard to even wrap your head around that. I mean, just the level of success that this program has had. And I think it's a tribute to, um, you know, their athletic administration, the, the continuity of the coaching staffs, um, the community of Fargo and the state of North Dakota. I mean, it's, this is not a... This isn't a one-man show. I mean, everybody in this state seems to have a, a great deal of pride in what they do here, and um, it's, a, it's, it's an impressive organization from top to bottom. Jeff Choate uh, talking about the loss to, my, to uh, North Dakota State and uh, everything that involved with the uh, Bison. I mean, think about this. They're playing in their eighth national ch- – going for their eighth national championship game uh, of the decade, and that started in 2011. I mean, think about that. They're playing for their eighth – national championship everybody talks about the carroll dynasty in the early 2000s winning six that's awesome and four in a row i mean that was fantastic but what north dakota state has done is unparalleled at any level of college football alabama hasn't even done this i mean north dakota state what they're doing and they're going to be the heavy favorite when you play against james madison on january the 11th down there in frisco texas got a a text from my uncle uh, who lives down in dallas area and uh, said, what time do the Cats play in Frisco? Same time the Grizz do, So, which is they're not. Um, 
your smack talk doesn't work if your team's not playing it either, Lloyd. So there you go. Um, so, I mean, it, yeah, it, it is what it is. The Bobcats lost, and I think people knew that that was going to happen. Uh, it was a disappointing loss, however. Uh, and so now North Dakota State will take on uh, James Madison. Everybody thought this at the beginning of the year, the number one, number two teams in the country all season. It was flip-flop depending on which voting you saw, whether James Madison was number one or North Dakota State was number one and which was number two. Uh, but they've been one and two all year. And James Madison got a big win over Weber State and to knock off uh, uh, the Wildcats as well is that was 30-14. to 14. And I want to go back to, remember we talked last Friday about the Atomic.com or AtomicFootball.com uh, predictions, uh, James Madison, they predicted 33-17. It was 30-14, to so they were very close. They predicted North Dakota State to beat Montana State 32-15, to and it was 42-14. to So these guys over at AtomicFootball.com know uh, a lot about what they're talking about, and uh, they got it pretty well narrowed out. But, uh, yeah, I mean, James Madison beating Weber, it, you know, wasn't uh, uh, unexpected, uh, I guess we'll say, as a... Uh, Ben DiNucci, the quarterback for James Madison, 255 yards, a couple of touchdowns. He rushed for 62 yards and another score. Uh, wide receiver Brandon Polk hauled in five catches. He had two kick returns for 85 yards, and uh, it was just a beatdown uh, all the way around. Connor Mortensen led Weber with 13 tackles. So uh, Weber State, Montana State, great job getting to the semifinals, but at the end of the day, it's uh, what everybody expected. North Dakota State taking on James Madison in the national championship game. It'll come up January the 11th down there at Frisco, Texas. All right, let's take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll talk about some high school sports and uh, the NAIA national championship game. Chase Hawks were wrapped up over the weekend. And uh, still to come later on, Katie Garson-Forba, the Capital Girls coach, will join us as well. And don't forget to go on to Twitter, uh, at Jason Walker uh, Show or at Jay Walker Sports. Also Facebook and vote for your favorite Christmas movie and the worst Christmas song. We've got some uh, Santa Baby right now leading the poll uh, with a bunch of votes. Um, got and it's different versions. Like the Santa Baby from Earth, the kit's really good, but Santa Baby by Madonna and Taylor Swift getting voted out immediately. Alvin and the Chipmunks, all I want for Christmas is my two front teeth. How do you? That's a great one. And then uh, anything by Mariah Carey for Christmas has been <laughs> voted on as well. But get your votes coming in. We'll. Uh, We'll tally him up and uh, give you the results at the end of the show. So there you go. Jason Walker Show, Inside the Major Mortgage Man Cave, will return uh, right after this. Have you thought about buying a home and just don't know where to begin? Well, when it comes to one of the most important purchases one can make, we understand it can be frustrating and confusing, but it doesn't have to be. Let the Major Mortgage Team help you with all your mortgage needs. Major Mortgage means major service, and we would love the opportunity to help you today. Give J.R. McFadden, NMLS number 1246357, a call today at 406-465-1918, or you can visit him at 2001 11th Avenue, Building A, Suite 3 in Helena. Major Mortgage is a division of AMCAP Mortgage, NMLS number 129122, equal housing lender. Yes, it's true that Montana is a long way from the Gulf Coast, but you can bring that Cajun flavor home with a stop at Cafe Zydeco. From po'boys to classic sandwiches, Cafe Zydeco has all the best Cajun in town. Are you in the mood for seafood gumbo or crawfish etouffee? Maybe you're craving jambalaya with some shrimp and grits. Head in for breakfast, lunch, or dinner, or call ahead for pickup or delivery. Cafe Zydeco will fix all your southern cravings, even on a chilly Montana day. Cafe Zydeco is a proud sponsor of the Jason Walker Show. Uh, welcome back. Jason Walker Show inside the Major Mortgage Man Cave on a Monday, December the 23rd, on this day in history. Coming up, not much has happened in sports history on this date, but we'll give you a couple. Also, uh, the walk-off still to come and a whole lot more. Trying to get some music thrown in here now. It's pretty good. Don't forget, you can watch on Facebook.com slash the Jason Walker Show, YouTube. Jason Walker Show, search it. Also, uh, listen on TreasureStateRadio.com. Download it, Google Play. Or the App Store, if you have not done so. And a variety of ways to uh, to listen to the Jason Walker Show here inside the Major Mortgage Man Cave, which is brought to you by Helen Accommodations, the in-town five-star extended-stay residences. Visit HelenaAccommodations.com. 
Com. All right, so Katie Garson Forbes set to join us uh, here in about 20 minutes or so, the head coach of the Capital Girls, as uh, they are off to a 3-0 start, and uh, we'll get her thoughts on the success so far that they've had. Don't forget to vote on our Twitter poll, also Facebook.com uh, slash the Jason Walker Show. Same poll, two of them, uh, three of them. What was your performance of the week? And also the favorite Christmas movie that you love and the worst Christmas song. That is just absolutely terrible. Uh, got a vote for Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree by Brenda Lee. How is that possible? You guys, man, some strange choices on what you guys like and don't like. So anyway, uh, get those uh, votes coming in. Uh, keep them coming in as well. All right, so what happened over the weekend in high school sports? We'll talk some basketball in a little bit. But you had the big CMR Holiday Classic. And this is one of the premier wrestling events across the state of Montana each and every year. You know, there's big ones, the Capital City Duels in Helena. You have the, you know, uh, where you get a you know, bunch of teams in early season. You've got the one in Bozeman that's big every year. But the Capital, or the, uh, the CMR Holiday Classic is one of the longest and one of the best. And what a great tournament this was uh, this weekend. But Missoula Big Sky winning the crown with 204.5 total points. Great Falls High, second, 11 points back. Skyview was third, senior fourth. The Capital Wrestling Squad finished in fifth. And uh, you move down, you know, Bozeman in there in seventh. And Haver, which is one of the predominant Class A teams and uh, all of uh, wrestling, uh, was in there as well as uh, they finished in ninth in the top ten. And then you, you go down the list, Townsend in there at 16th. Uh, Jefferson was way in the back of the pack, so was Helena High. Uh, and uh, some great local talent from or from across the state when you talk about Class AA A, and then BC. You know, there was 40 or 57 teams in, uh, the, in, in the tournament, and winners, it, 103, Hunter Ketchum of Skyview, uh, second place, Hunter Ron of Capital, and uh, Jace Van Pelt of West took third. That's at 103. At 113, first place, Carter Schmidt of Belgrade, Tegan Vasquez a Glacier and Crail Stormer a Circle second and third. 120 a Tanner Cook of Columbus of Zorky winning first. And in uh, 126, Drake Rhodes of West claiming the title there. 132, Cooper Birdwell of uh, Lewistown uh, took first. He beat uh, freshman or sophomore sensation who was a fantastic freshman, Carpen Desro- uh, Carson Desrosier of a Capital last uh, uh, He won the state championship last year. But uh, Cooper Birdwell winning at 132. At 138, Leif Schroeder of Bozeman. And 145, Connor Harris of Haver. And then we get a couple of Big Sky winners to help them propel to the Eagles to the, uh, the team championship. But Hunter Meinzen of uh, Big Sky won at 152. And also Dougie Swanson, 160. I wonder if when Dougie Swanson of Missoula Big Sky wins a title, does he do the Dougie? Like when he wins a match, does he do the Dougie? I know it's a dad joke. It's bad. Uh, Cooper Hoffman of Dillon won at 170. At 182, Jet Rebish of Big Sky. At 205, Brenner Bushfield of Skyview. And 285, Ethan DeRoche of Great Falls High. So there you go. There's your winners of the CMR Holiday Classic, uh, which was won by Big Sky as a team. As uh, Congratulations to the Eagles for winning uh, over there. All right, so we're going to talk to Katie Garson-Forba coming up in a little bit, the head coach of the Capital Girls. They uh, got a sweep over the weekend as they knocked off uh, some very good teams in Billings West and Billings Senior, uh, both at home. Uh, by the way, Helena High, which was number one after the three-time you know, back-to-back-to-back state championships, uh, started the year at number one, but they are now one and two on the year after they got swept at home by a senior in Big Sky. So some questions need to be answered for sure for uh, the uh, Helena High girls. But at the end of the day, uh, there was still some great basketball played. And uh, go to 406mtsports.com. Check out some great uh, talent uh, and scores. It's just some unbelievable uh, scores from the weekend. Uh, you know, Loyola, well, let's try that one again, 3-2-1. Loyola is 6-0. and They beat Florence. Uh, they are number one in uh, the Class B girls poll. But uh, there is some unbelievable basketball that's being played across the state right now. And 
I, I love it. I can't wait. This is not, you know, it's a, kind of that slow time of the year where you're getting some non-conference games, you're getting, you know, the such. But at the end of the day, the real basketball starts coming back from the holiday season. And it's a shortened holiday this year, school-wise, uh, for a lot of schools. And like the Capital Girls, they're in Helena High. They're off until Friday or Saturday for practice, so they get like four days off. Uh, but uh, back at it soon, as they got games, you know, the 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 day or two after New Year's e- uh, New Year's Day, which is coming up a week from Wednesday. So yeah, we're getting uh, we're getting down to the the we're getting into the meat of the schedule, which is coming up, and looking forward to a fantastic basketball season, wrestling season, and swim season as well. Uh, let's switch gears real quick and Chase Hawks. We talked a lot about Chase Hawks last week. We had Willow Rasmussen, Flint Rasmussen, both on the show. Uh, and then we have winners now. And uh, Ruger Piva from Chalice, Idaho, but he went to school at Western. In fact, he won a national wrestling championship at, wrestling, uh, at Western before uh, getting into rodeo. But he finished uh, first in the bull riding down at Chase Hawks. And he just missed out this year, Ruger did, on qualifying for the national finals rodeo. He finished in 17th. But uh, he won the Chase Hawks. 88 and a half uh, was his score on Saturday night. Top 20 bull riders, top 20 bulls in action at the Rough Stock Rodeo down there, supporting the Chase Hawks Foundation. And then uh, Tanner Awesome, Minnesota, won the bareback. He was 87.5 on Risky Business. And uh, Mason Clements finished in second, a half a point back at 87. And then you had Leighton Berry, third at 86.5. So very tight bareback race on Saturday. And then Cole Elshire of South Dakota won the Saddle Bronc. Uh, he had an 87. Second place was 83.5. So... Uh, Chase Brooks of Deer Lodge uh, got a rewrite, but he was out of the money. And uh, so congratulations to Ruger Piva, Tanner Ross, and also Colt Elshier for winning the uh, Chase Hawks Memorial Rough Stock uh, Rodeo, which uh, was an unbelievable event. And no, I did not make it down, but I uh, uh, heard some great things about it. Someday I will, I will get down there to, uh, to, to the uh, Metra to watch the Chase Hawks. All right, so we've talked about the FCS playoffs. So now the national championship game coming up January 11th between uh, North Dakota State and James Madison. But uh, there was one championship. Well, actually, there was three uh, claimed over the weekend. You had the D3 championship Friday, D2 on Saturday. But the NAIA national championship for the second straight year uh, at the 64th national championship game, won by the Morningside Mustangs. And they won 40-38, to had to hold off a very pesky Marion team down the stretch. It got real tight with about a minute to go. And man, oh man, it would have been a, a, a great finish. There was a great finish down there. But Marion made it a game at the end of the day, though. It's a 28-game win streak now for Morningside. They are unbeaten, 14-0 and for a second straight unbeaten season. And uh, they led 21-7 to at the half. Marion came back and got it very close, like we mentioned. Uh, some turnovers made the difference uh, for both teams, but at the end of the day, it's Morningside with the win. And, you know, it's like North Dakota State at this point, and I'm not comparing Morningside to North Dakota State by any stretch of the means because Morningside has won two straight, um, which North Dakota State has as well on the uh, FCS level. But, man, oh, man, Morningside, how do you beat them? You know, their quarterback, Joe uh, Dolinchek, is just a sophomore, I believe. So you've got uh, him coming back. He was named the most outstanding player of the game, going 30 of 44, 304 yards, six touchdowns, and just one pick against a Marion defense that led the country in pass defense last year, or this season. So a huge, huge game against a very good Marion team. But at the end of the day, the Mustangs have now won actually 29 consecutive games. Uh, they've lost just once. They're 42-1 and in their last 43 games overall. How about that? Uh, Dion Claiborne of Morningside, the most outstanding defensive player of the game, seven tackles, he had five pass breakups. And uh, he says, quote, it feels great to get another national championship. It's credit to our defensive line, end quote. But uh, at the end of the day, Morningside now with a second consecutive national championship uh, game, and that was taking place at uh, Eddie Robinson Stadium in Grambling, Louisiana. So congratulations to a Morningside. Frontier Conference has a lot of work to do. It's like the Big Sky, and I'll, this is the comparison I'll make here 
when you talk about North Dakota State, Morningside, and even, you know, you go back to the early part of the decade when Carroll College won six national championships in the decade of the early 2000s. So you look at it and, you know, what Carroll did had to raise the bar for all of the frontier and all of NAI. That has happened now. You've had multiple different national championships. You've had a couple of repeats, uh, which is awesome to see. But at the end of the day, there's parity for the most part in the NAI. And that's a lot of what Montana did in the, in the 90s. They, you know, everybody in, in the FCS and everybody in the Big Sky had to raise the level of uh, the facilities from competition for everything to get to the level that Montana was. Now, I know Montana won two national championships in 95 and 2001. You can't call them a dynasty. But what they did long-term success, you know, sustained over almost a quarter century was unparalleled. And it was pretty awesome to watch from afar. But, and again, everybody in the big sky rose up. They had to. They had to get to Montana's level. And now they are. Bobby Halk will talk about it. He's not happy. He said, he told me when he got the job back, I said, what's the difference? You know, the big sky, it's a better league. And he goes, it's not better because Montana's not on top. But it is a better league, Bobby. And it really, you know, when you look at it, like I said, everybody else had to step up, and they did. And we're seeing that with North Dakota State now playing for an eighth national championship that everybody in the FCS, again, is going to have to step up. We know how good Montana State is on their offensive and defensive lines. They were pushed around by North Dakota State's trenches on Saturday. And you're seeing that across the board. Montana State can compete in the big sky. There's no doubt about it. Montana compete in the big sky. Nobody in the Big Sky, though, is competing against North Dakota State. It's just not happening. And James Madison. I would go North Dakota State as the top team, you know, right now, obviously. And this is, hello, Captain Obvious. But I'd go James Madison 1A, and then everybody else. There's, a you know, six to seven, maybe ten teams in that two to, to 12 range. And then, and then it's just, you know, good luck competing for the rest of the scraps, basically, is, is at the end of the day. So... Uh, congratulations to Morningside winning, again, like we said, a second straight national championship. And uh, the Mustangs will start the year at number one next year. There is no doubt about it. We'll see where the Frontier joins in next year. As uh, Looking forward to following that football league uh, again from afar uh, at this point. But, you know, does Carroll College take the next step in Troy Purcell's second year? Does Tech take that next step? Um, College of Idaho, do they maintain where they've been uh, and winning, you know, 15 or 16 straight until falling in the uh, quarters this year, the second round this year uh, to Grandview. But uh, Mike Morosky is going to have to get a, a lot of replacements out to the College of Idaho. So we'll talk about a Frontier football moving forward. we got Frontier basketball, uh, which is going on and going well, and uh, some great tournament action down there in Phoenix uh, last week. You had a bunch of teams in action, and uh, it was a, a by all a, uh, means, uh, by all accounts, the – Men's tournament went really well. The women's tournament went really well. Both Carroll men and women went 2-1, and one, losing their first game and then winning two straight. The women are off until January 7th. The uh, Carroll men will host, along with Montana Tech, the Carroll Classic this weekend, Friday and Saturday at the PE Center in Helena. If you're not doing anything, you can get out and uh, check that out. All right, so we've got a couple of polls up, and uh, both on the Twitter and the Facebook, and we want you to vote. So what is the performance of the week? In your eyes, and it can be anything. Just nominate something. Uh, you can also at uh, on the Twitter at Jay Walker Sports, also at uh, Jason Walker Show, and then also what is your favorite Christmas movie, and what is the worst Christmas song of all time? And a lot of Mariah Carey people that are haters. So, and that's fine. It's not a great song. That uh, All I Want for Christmas by Mariah Carey. Not not a good song at all. So you can get your votes in there, uh, and uh, we can see we got another vote coming in. Grandma got run over by a reindeer. That's two now for that. Um, got to agree there. That's just a terrible song for Christmas. And uh, let's see. I I really like what is the hula? Oh, the hula hoop one. That is the same one as uh, uh, all I want for Christmas is my two front teeth. So uh, two votes for or a couple of votes for that one now as well. Um, but, man, you guys just don't like some good music on Christmas. 
my top five Christmas songs, man, it's hard. So I like I like the Vince Gill with Jenny, uh, his his daughter Jenny, and it's from years ago. Uh, I can't remember the name of the song right now, but anyway, that's a good one. <laughs> and yeah, I know it's it's great when you can't remember anything. Also, uh, Brenda Lee, Rock Around the Christmas Tree is fantastic. And I really like Elvis, Blue Christmas. I like uh, Oh Holy Night from Martina McBride. Acapella might be my all-time favorite Christmas song of all time. And then Silent Night by Garth Brooks on his original Christmas album. That's a pretty good one. So get your votes in on the Twitter at uh, Jason Walker Show or at Jay Walker Sports. You can vote on, fa- uh, vote on Facebook as well as we uh, break down... What is your favorite Christmas movie? What is the worst Christmas song of all time? Don't forget, no shows uh, coming up tomorrow on Christmas Eve. No show on Wednesday, Christmas Day. We will be back Thursday and Friday. That is the plan as of right now. But, uh, yeah, Uh, get your votes in for all of that, plus performance of the week. And uh, we'll tell you all that stuff coming up here in the walk-off a little bit later on. Got a, a, a lot of great votes coming in. By the way, I wanted to throw this out. So if Die Hard is a Christmas movie, and people will say this all the time, Die Hard is a Christmas movie, Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. Do you? I don't know what your opinion is. Because it takes place on a Christmas party. Not even take place on Christmas Day, it's just a Christmas party. But people say Die Hard was a Christmas movie. Well, well, by that, then Lethal Weapon has to be considered a Christmas movie. And Lethal Weapon is a much better Christmas movie than Die Hard. That's my opinion. So there you go. You can tell me if I'm wrong on that as well today. Um, Christmas movies, though, my some of my favorites are you got to throw out. Uh, let's see, the uh, Christmas Story. You have to throw out. Um, it's a Wonderful Life, which is fantastic. Of course, Christmas Vacation, and then uh, I actually kind of like Christmas with the Cranks. I'd never seen it until I started dating my now wife, and so that's a good one. And. What else? I'm not a Santa Claus. The Tim Allen stuff with Santa Claus, not a fan of those. But, uh, yeah, Lethal Weapon has to be up there as well, like I said. So, all right, we'll take a quick break, and when we come back, we will talk to Katie Garson Forbuddy, head coach of the Capital Girls, who is nice enough to join us on her vacation this week. We'll chat with her next. Jason Walker Show, presented by Helena Accommodations. Check them out, HelenaAccommodations.com. Have you thought about buying a home and just don't know where to begin? Well, when it comes to one of the most important purchases one can make, we understand it can be frustrating and confusing, but it doesn't have to be. Let the Major Mortgage Team help you with all your mortgage needs. Major Mortgage means major service, and we would love the opportunity to help you today. Give J.R. McFadden, NMLS number 1246357, a call today at 406-465-1918, or you can visit him at 2001 11th Avenue, Building A, Suite 3 in Helena. Major Mortgage is a division of AMCAP Mortgage, NMLS number 129122, equal housing lender. Everyone knows about Dinners Done Right and the convenience of the cook and carry cuisines. It's so easy to just stop by and you have something for dinner that night. But there's also one more thing you need to know about. Dinners Done Right Grab-and-Go Salad Bar. Yes, I said salad bar. Always the freshest ingredients along with a daily soup and nacho bar too. So the next time you are in a rush or you just want to eat healthy, Stop by Dinner's Done Right for the soup, salad, and nacho bar. For monthly menus and more info, it's dinnersdoneright.com. Yes, it's true that Montana is a long way from the Gulf Coast, but you can bring that Cajun flavor home with a stop at Cafe Zydeco. From po'boys to classic sandwiches, Cafe Zydeco has all the best Cajun in town. Are you in the mood for seafood gumbo or crawfish etouffee? Maybe you're craving jambalaya with some shrimp and grits. Head in for breakfast, lunch, or dinner, or call ahead for pickup or delivery. Cafe Zydeco will fix all your southern cravings, even on a chilly Montana day. Appreciate uh, you coming back. Jason Walker Show. Like I said, I'm still trying to figure things out here as I work my way uh, through the uh, through the thing. Anyway, um, looking forward to this. It's still to come. We've got the walk-off on this day in history. Don't forget to tell us your favorite Christmas song and your wor- uh, worst Christmas song and your favorite Christmas movie. But... We're going to take a little bit of time now and uh, check in on vacation time with Katie Garson Forbes, the head coach of the Capital Girls. Coach, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good now that I'm back on the air and I get to talk to uh, one of my all-time favorite coaches, even though you've only been doing it for a year. Well, I'm glad to hear that, and I'm, <laughs> I'm glad, I'm thrilled that you wanted to have me on, and I look forward to this. 
Well, you're going to be on a lot more as we move forward. I, I really appreciate you taking time off your vacation to do that. Where are you at? Uh, we are actually down in uh, South Texas, South Padre Island on the Gulf. Uh, we decided to go somewhere warm. It's 75 degrees. We spent the day out on the beach and can't complain too much. Very sure. Uh, very true. Uh, South Padre Island, though, isn't? Aren't you a little old to be hanging out and where people spring break now? <laughs> you know, the good news is, is we're down here with all the snowbirds. That are oh, there you go. Yeah. From other parts. <laughs> We're fitting right in. As long as you're not there at the end of March, you'll be all right, I think. So, uh, exactly. Katie, Katie Garson, four of our guests here, Jason Walker Show. All right, so you guys are 3-0. The Bruins off to a big start on the season. I know it's early, but uh, how proud of you are, are the girls right now? You know, there's, it was really cool this, this last weekend, our two games against, you know, West. Obviously, that was a tough team, and I just was so proud of how they stayed together when – West went on a run, we would respond, and just the chemistry that they showed and, um, you know, just the excitement for each other when players make good plays is really cool to see. Um, and then it's a quick turnaround, you know, to take on senior and, and you know, that's a decent, you know, they're a good team that has, you know, some decent size to them. And I thought we just made some adjustments and the girls played hard and they just battled, you know, we were far from perfect, but to see, you know, some of the grittiness that they showed in those two games was really cool. Katie Garson Forba joining us here, Jason Walker Show from South Padre Island in the great state of Texas on vacation for uh, the holidays. All right, so uh, I have to ask you this before we move on. So you've still got the Barch Twins. Last year mm -hmm. you played against a, a couple of times against the Ozveds. There's twins there. And then Billings mm -hmm. West has their own set of twins. I mean, is this going to be a theme now as we move forward in double-A basketball? It seems to be that way. And it's <laughs> funny because West had two the twins last year with the Albrechts and the Manuels and True. so uh, you know it was it was funny because you know Charlie and I were talking about our two sets of twins and, and it's, the Barches are so different from the Osvets and Albrechts as far as you know they, they look different they different size it's all of those things and so it's funny we have kind of a unique uh, very different set of twins I feel like <laughs> they, they definitely are and again, I asked you this last year. You've got that experience now from volleyball girls that have now won two straight uh, state championships. How much more is that playing into this season as you move forward? I think a big part of that is we have a lot of girls on this team that, that played together the last two years on the volleyball court. So that just creates a different level of chemistry between this group coming in. But I also see a huge boost of confidence from those girls. I look at a girl, you know, Paige Barch, who volleyball is her main sport, but she's come in playing with just a ton of confidence and very assertive on the court. And Danny is the same way. And Audrey Hofer has come in and just, I mean, just, they just have a confidence about them. Michelle O'Malley is a perfect example of, you know, she's carried that confidence over from the volleyball court now to this year. And they just are coming in with, um, you know, just a different assuredness in their game um, that I think correlates from their, their success on the volleyball court. All right, what can you take from these first three games of the season? Um, I think, you know, a couple of things that we can take away from it is we can still play a similar style that we did last year, even though we, we obviously graduated some good players for us mm -hmm. in different guards. But we've got some girls that are stepping in really nicely and filling those roles for us. Um, I think, you know, the other big takeaway for us is these girls really enjoy playing together. Um, a lot of them have played travel basketball together and this is just kind of an extension of that now and so there's some some cool dynamics that already exist within this group um you know and I think the last thing is just they're really willing to work hard and get better and they're a very competitive group they're not satisfied they get excited about things but they also know that you know we have a you know just a huge yeah, feeling for potential with this group and so I think that they're hungry to continue to get better and continue to develop as a team Capital Girls Coach Katie Garson Forber, I guess you're on the Jason Walker Show. All right, you're in year two now. How much mm -hmm. did you learn from year one to the start of this season that you need to to work on that you thought about in the off season? Oh man, I think you know if you're any 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 coach should be trying to continually learn. Um, I think that you know a couple things looking at our postseason stuff and how I would change that up a little bit. Uh, you know, there's always opportunities for growth in how we do rotations and hindsight is 2020. And so I, you know, looked heavily back at that. Um, also what our emphasis was 
throughout the season. And, you know, that has to evolve every year with the team that you have. Um, but I honestly think a big thing that, you know, we focused on in the off season with the girls was just, you know, not necessarily on X's and O's, but building that continuity with them. Um, and I may, I, you know, I would have done that a little differently my first summer and had a different approach going into that. Um, you know, but I think just looking at the different emphasis that we're trying to have for each team, having, you know, looking at each team, it's, it's a new season, it's a new group of girls. Um, so I think everything kind of has to evolve, whether it's my, my second year or my 10th year, I think we should always be trying to, to grow as coaches and change our style a little bit. So, you know, it's hard to pinpoint specific things, but I think that just my approach to, to being a head coach has changed and I, I don't feel as you know, the anxiety levels are a little bit lower as far as all the new <laughs> stuff that gets thrown at you, which I think allows you to kind of take a second to focus a little bit um, more on some of the, the game-specific things and personnel stuff. It's a short holiday break this year. You guys are going to take uh, about five days off before you get back to action because you have games coming up just a few days after New Year's Day. How much will you approach what you want the girls to do while you're not with them and then as soon as you get back to action on Saturday? You know, they know we want them to take a couple of days off. Um, they definitely earned it. We had, it felt like a marathon of a preseason just as far as how many practices we had and then to go to three quick games and then go into Christmas break. So, you know, an emphasis for them, the first thing was just to take a couple of days to be with family and enjoy that because that's, that's, you know, incredibly important for them physically and mentally. Um, you know, and then we just made a very strong recommendation as far as conditioning and continuing to get some of that stuff in and get into the gym to shoot. Um, we come back and practice on the 28th, which is Saturday, get this kind of back in the gym, into the flow of things, and then we'll pick back up on Monday. Um, I think that this group is a group that's going to be wanting to continue to, you know, be working out and getting in the gym to get shots up over the, you know, this week. But I do think it's important for them to take, take a break and, and be able to enjoy some time to themselves. Speaking of enjoying time, you're on vacation at South Padre Island, Texas. Katie Garson Forber, the head coach of the Capital Girls, joining us. All right, so I got to ask you this: are a couple of poll questions today. What is the worst Christmas song of all time? I think I would have to go with, and I'm not even sure the the name of it, but it's the one "All I Want for Christmas Is My Two Front Teeth." Wow. Um, I I. <laughs> That just immediately comes to mind as one that just every time it plays, I have to turn the channel. That's Elvin and the Chipmunks. It's so good. I know. Wow. <laughs> I know. I know. All right. What's your favorite Christmas movie? Uh, I would have to say my favorite Christmas movie is, uh, you know, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation mm -hmm. because my mother was the epitome of Clark Griswold and Christmas life growing <laughs> up. Um, and so that just resonates with me on a, on a whole lot of levels. Is there a bad Christmas movie for you? Uh, you know, I think anything on the Hallmark Channel that is Christmas. <laughs> Jeez. I know, which I realize that, you know, it's, people are probably going to, you know, dislike me for that response. But they're just so, they're cheesy and they're corny and they're just a little bit hokey and I just can't get into them. All right, so what's the what uh, we got your worst Christmas song, which are crazy, but what's your favorite Christmas song? My favorite Christmas song. Oh, that's a tough one. I don't know that I can narrow that down. Um, you know, I like classics like Silent Night and those, you know, just um I honestly don't have a good answer for that because there's a few that stand out to me that I really dislike, and then there's some that are really good that I do like. <laughs> it's funny that we always think of the ones we really don't like, but it takes forever to get to the ones we do like. Right, right, yeah. I would say the Christmas classics, probably okay. any of the Christmas classics would be a favorite of mine. You know what? I wish you the best of, uh, of, of Christmas holiday season because you're down there in Texas. It's, like you said, 75 today. We're going to have the same brown Christmas, though, because there's no snow as we know in Helena. Uh, I hope it snows down there for you maybe a little bit, uh, which I, ser I seriously doubt will happen. But are you okay with spending Christmas with, you know, out snow? You know, it's going to feel really weird growing up in Idaho and then living in Montana. I've always had snow of some, you know, either in the mountains or something. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, I my husband and I, as we were walking on the beach this morning, um, you know, we're talking about that. And, 
you know, we think we're going to be okay making the adjustment. It'll be a little bit different, but, um, you know, we'll come back to have plenty of snow probably over the next few months. So we're going to just kind of soak in as much of the sun as we possibly can um, and then, you know, return to the cold and deal with it then. Well, we won't take up any more of your time. I know you're on vacation, and I know your husband's probably anxious to get uh, get you back. But we appreciate it, Coach. Uh, enjoy the, the holiday season, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Sounds good. Thank you so much. That is Katie Garson-Forba, the head coach of the Capital Girls, as we appreciate her joining us here today on the Jason Walker Show on vacation. Man, I just uh, I feel kind of bad, but uh, I appreciate her taking time out of her vacation to join us, uh, the Capital Girls. Uh, 3-0 and on the season, and they will play uh, CMR on January 4th uh, in the Electric City and then at Butte to open up conference play uh, on January the 7th. That's a Tuesday night, so I appreciate her joining us here on a Monday on the Jason Walker Show. And, uh, man, oh, man, how do you uh, just not like Alvin and the Chipmunks? All I want for Christmas is my two front teeth. I mean, that's just a classic. I just don't understand it, people. What are you guys doing? Um, that's actually right now, that's leading the votes of worst Christmas song of all time is Alvin and the Chipmunks. It surpasses Santa Baby right now. you got a couple of minutes left to vote on what is the worst Christmas song of all time. Also, what's your favorite Christmas movie uh, of all time? And uh, you can uh, get us on uh, the Twitter, at Jay Walker Sports, also at Jason Walker Show, Facebook, uh, your comments as well. Um, but man. So some not no love for Alvin and the Chipmunks, and all I want for Christmas is my two front teeth. Um, I'm just I'm bombed about that. I can't believe it. Anyway, uh, let's get to on this day in sports history, and I want to throw in try to get, can get some music here. Let's try this. Yeah. Oh, that's the end of it. We already played that one. Let's try this one. It's kind of a hardcore, but we'll do it. Uh, Jason Walker Show, by the way, inside the Major Mortgage Man Cave, is presented by Helena Accommodations, the in-town five-star extended stay residences. Visit HelenaAccommodations.com. All right, on this day in history, not many, not much great things happen on this date. Uh, found a couple that are worthy of mentioning. Uh, on this date in 1972, the Immaculate Reception took place. I can't handle that music. We'll try a different one next, to, uh, next time. Uh, the Steelers. We're down 7-6. to six. You got the immaculate reception, Franco Harris uh, picking the ball up before it hit the turf, and a last-second touchdown reception, uh, and they beat the Raiders 13-7. to seven. So the immaculate reception. And the strange thing about that is there's no video. There's video of the catch, but there's no video of if it hit the ground or not. And so that, to this day, uh, remains in dispute on if Franco Harris actually got it clean, according to the rest. And this is long before replay. Uh, but it happened, the officials. 1997, Chicago Bulls coach Phil Jackson, quickest to reach 500 wins, took him 682 games. So uh, a couple of uh, things that happened on this day in sports history, uh, December the 23rd. Not, like I said, not many big things took place on this date. And uh, there's a lot of New York Islander stuff, though. In 1972, the Islanders ended a 15-game winless streak. 1978, uh, they extended a undefeated home win streak to 16 games. And then in 1979, they had their greatest shutout loss. They lost 8-0 to uh, the Blackhawks. So not a good day as overall for the Islanders, but there are a lot of stuff that they happen or happened to them on this date uh, back in sports history. No birthdays to mention either. I mean, it's kind of a kind of a weird day as, uh, as far as that goes. All right, so uh, Santa Baby, another vote. Um, for worst Christmas song of all time. Uh, gotta like that as uh, they move on uh, to t- Santa Baby now is tied with uh, Al- uh, Alvin and the Chipmunks with All I Want for Christmas is My Two Front Teeth. Uh, Anything by Mariah Carey has been nominated on. Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer. Uh, Kenny says any of them played before Thanksgiving. That I have to agree with. That Christmas songs should not be played until after Thanksgiving, like 6 p.m. Christmas or Thanksgiving night, that's when you can start playing Christmas music. Uh, Christmas movies, Coach uh, Garson Forbes said she didn't like anything on the Hallmark Channel. Are you kidding me? Coach, those are so good. I know they're all cheesy and the same, but they're still good. Um, but, man, I just <laughs> can't believe that. All right, let's clean things up. Let's do, let's 
so you got to make sure this is potted up. Uh, this. We're almost at the end of the show. What did we learn? And what did he miss? Time for the walk-off. The walk-off is presented by Cafe Zydeco with the best Cajun food this side of Louisiana. As if you are craving Cajun, get to Cafe Zydeco on Euclid in Helena, also in Butte, Bozeman, and Billings. Uh, we have gift certificates we'll give away. Uh, give one last week. We'll give one another way this weekend or this week later on coming up. But uh, appreciate Cafe Zydeco and their support here of the Jason Walker Show. All right. So a couple of things that we missed. Uh, Dante Olson, the Grizz linebacker, who is one of the greatest linebackers that I've ever seen play and at any level. And he uh, was named to another All-America Award as he was named to a second straight first-team All-America from the American Football Coaches Association. and That was announced over the weekend. He's now been named a first-team All-America by all five major FCS publications and organizations that provide All-America teams. Hero Sports, the Associated Press, um, FCS Athletic Directors Association, Stats, and, uh, of course, the AFCA. He's now a consensus consensus All-America. And Olsen broke the Big Sky Conference record for the single-season tackles with 179. He had a 151 last year. And in just two seasons as a starter, he's the all-time leader at Montana with 397 tackles. Broke Vince Huntsberger's 2001 career total of 393. And uh, so Olsen now will find out if he, uh, on January 10th, the night before the national championship game, if he gets the Buck Buchanan Award, which is presented to the FCS Defensive Player of the Year at the Stats FCS Awards Banquet down in Frisco, Texas. Uh, he also is going to be down in New Orleans on New, or- uh, New Year's Eve for the Sugar Bowl as a member of the All-State AFCA Good Works team. He'll uh, spend the day working with uh, Tim Tebow on a community service project. That's pretty cool. And uh, they'll be honored on, on the field at halftime of the Sugar Bowl. This year, Georgia and Baylor will play. Speaking of bowls... Uh, let's see, I had my, let me pull it up here. Uh, the bowl season continues. We had, uh, the Gasparilla Bowl today, Marshall and UCF. And, uh, then tomorrow night, you've got the Hawaii Bowl, BYU taking on Hawaii. Independence Bowl, Louisiana Tech in Miami on Thursday, along with the Quick Lane Bowl, Eastern Michigan against Pittsburgh. So Friday, you've got the Military Bowl, the Pinstripe Bowl, the Texas Bowl, the Holiday Bowl, then the Cheez-It Bowl, and then, of course, uh, and then nothing on, oh, yeah, on Saturday, the, uh, the 28th, you've got the Camping World Bowl, Cotton Bowl Classic, Peach Bowl, Fiesta Bowl, and uh, that includes the Peach Bowl and the Fiesta Bowl, which are the college football semifinals, LSU, Oklahoma, as well as Ohio State and Clemson. So that's coming. We'll talk more about that Thursday and Friday. Uh, wanted to mention this. Skyview volleyball coach Vicki Carl has retired from coaching after uh, 28 seasons guiding Skyview. Won the state AA championship in 1996 and uh, one of the greatest coaches. Also started the 13 pack the uh, hosted 13 pack the place in pink volleyball matches. Pack the place in pink started in 2007 to raise funds to help breast cancer victims. Carl is a breast cancer survivor. So uh, our best wishes going to Coach Carl in re- in uh, retirement. Uh, there you go. Uh, so the walk-off presented by Cafe Zydeco, 625 Euclid in Helena, and uh, also in Bozeman, Billings, and Butte. Great food. Po'boys, fried pickles. I know I talk about those all the time, but they are very, very good uh, as uh, as well. All right, so uh, favorite Christmas movie, uh, vaca- uh, Christmas Vacation, running away with that, Paul. And then... Uh, all I Want for Christmas by Alvin and the Chipmunks, the worst Christmas song, according to our listeners here on the Jason Walker Show. Unbelievable. All right. So we'll, take a, uh, we'll say goodbye, as we, actually, as we get ready to uh, wrap things up here on a Monday. We're off tomorrow and Wednesday, back on Thursday, across a variety of platforms. If you missed anything, you can download it at iTunes, also Google Play, Spotify. It's all over the place. The Jason Walker Show. Just do your search, and that'll do it. Thanks to Katie Garson Forber for joining us. We'll see you on Thursday. Have a very, very Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. We'll see you on Thursday night here on the Jason Walker Show. The Jason Walker.
Walker Show is produced by the Jason Walker Media Company. Any reuse, rebroadcast, or retransmission without the express written consent of the Jason Walker Show is strictly prohibited. Just listen, watch, and enjoy.